Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio. A student-operated, non-commercial radio station, KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Tommy Media's newest podcast, The News Brief a weekly podcast about world, national, and regional news. Today is Monday, March 15th, and I'm your host, Maddie Peters. Irish health officials on Sunday recommended the temporary suspension of the AstraZeneca vaccine after reports of serious blood clotting after inoculations in Norway. Dr. Ronan Glynn, Ireland's deputy chief medical officer, said the recommendation was made after Norway's medicines agency reported four cases of blood clotting in adults after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. He said that while there was no conclusive link between the vaccine and the cases, Irish health officials are recommending the suspension of the vaccine's rollout as a precaution. Danish, Norwegian, and Icelandic authorities have taken similar precautionary steps. AstraZeneca said in a statement Sunday that it, quote, would like to offer its reassurance on the safety of its COVID-19 vaccine based on clear scientific evidence, unquote. Here in the U.S., the 68 teams whose names popped up in the March Madness bracket only thought it was time to celebrate. The next four or five days figure to be the most nerve-wracking part of their seasons, however. The NCAA tournament is being played in a pandemic, where no player can show up for the games in Indianapolis without seven negative COVID tests, and no team is really in the tournament until the ball is tipped off. In the biggest adjustment to a normal March Madness, all the games will be played in and around Indianapolis over 19 days. No more worrying about who got shipped to Spokane or mired in Memphis. The NCAA did, however, keep the region names, West, East, South, and Midwest, to at least make the bracket look normal. Female performers, including Beyonce and Taylor Swift, had a record-making night at the 2021 Grammy Awards. Four women won the top four prizes Sunday, including Swift, who became the first female performer to win Album of the Year three times. Beyonce, with her 28th win, became the most decorated woman in Grammy history. Her won Song of the Year, and Billie Eilish picked up her second consecutive Record of the Year honor. The women have won all top four awards in the past, including Eilish's sweep last year. It marked the first time four separate and solo women won the top four honors. In local news, jury selection continues today for a former Minneapolis police officer charged in George Floyd's death, with the process halfway complete after the first week. Seven people have been picked to hear evidence in the trial against Derek Chauvin, who is charged with murder and manslaughter. Attorneys will continue questioning jurors one by one until they get to a total of 14. Twelve will deliberate and two will be alternates. In the midst of jury selection, Minneapolis last week agreed to pay $27 million to settle a civil rights lawsuit from Floyd's family over his death. Floyd family attorney Ben Crump called it the largest pretrial settlement ever for a civil rights claim. The settlement includes $500,000 for the South Minneapolis neighborhood that includes the 38th and Chicago intersection that has been blocked by barricades since Floyd's death, with a massive metal sculpture and murals in his honor. The city didn't immediately say how that money would be spent. Legal experts said publicity about the settlement could be bad for the defense, leading some potential jurors to think guilt has been decided, but they doubted it would really affect the criminal trial. Judge Peter Cahill has told members of the jury pool to avoid all news coverage about the case. Here at St. Thomas, four St. Thomas students, Mikhail Goods, Anna Strub, Amelia Fredrickson, and Kara Reardon, have been named semifinalists for the U.S. Fulbright Student Program, 
an international cultural and educational exchange program sponsored by the U.S. government. With over 11,000 applicants this year, the 2021-2022 year has been one of the most competitive rounds for Fulbright yet. The Fulbright program awards grants to roughly 2,000 U.S. students annually. Semifinalists will find out by April or May if they are chosen as an awardee for the upcoming year. St. Thomas women's hockey defeated St. Mary's University 3-0 on March 14th at St. Thomas Ice Arena for their last home game of the season and as a Division III school. No seniors played after all of them opted out of the remainder of the season after their second COVID-19 shutdown. The Tommies will travel to St. Mary's for one more game Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. St. Thomas men's hockey also took in a win this weekend. They beat Bethel on the road 5-1 on March 12th at the National Sports Center's Super Rink. St. Thomas will face St. John's on the road for their last game as a Division III team March 16th at the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. That's the news we have for you today. Check out more on TommyMedia.com. For Tommy Media, I'm Maddie Peters on The News Brief. Thank you.